0: There are those that are going back to their, to their seats. I would ask that you would turn to Philippians, and we're going to finish up our series in Philippians, and we're going to go to Philippians chapter 4. So as you go there, I, I, I brought this up for you, and some of the people, as we were getting ready for the service, I asked if you were a half-full type of a person, or a half-empty So if you look at this beautiful vase, or this little glass vase, and you look at this, and you say that it is half empty, then I need for you to move and to come on to this side of the sanctuary. If you look at this vase and you say it's half full, I want you to go over to this side of the sanctuary. So y'all aren't going to move. So either you don't want to confess that you're a half full or half empty person or you're just like, no, pastor, I'm just going to sit where I am because you're going to preach to me either way or anywhere, you know, regardless of where I'm going to be sitting at. Well, you're right, but you know, the thing is is that whenever we look at this, uh, you know, there are the different types of people that would look at this and say, well, that picture is half empty. And there's those that would look at that picture and say, oh, you know, it's half full. So we look at that and finally the ones that say that it's half full, they say amen. You know, they're like, "Oh yeah, we're going to speak up now." A little too late. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Hopefully you have made your way to Philippians chapter 4 verses 1, uh, you know, there at verse 1. We're going to be looking at verses 1 through 9. But before you go there, I want to read some more of the psalms for us this morning. In Psalms 106, remember I read this, and it starts off and it says, praise the Lord. Give God, or give the Lord, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His faithful love endures forever. Who can list the glorious miracles of the Lord? Who can ever praise Him enough? Can we praise Him enough? and it says in verse 3 there is joy for those who deal justly with others and always do what is right remember the lord when remember me lord when you shower favor on your people come near me and come near me and rescue me let me share in the prosperity of your chosen ones let me rejoice in the joy of your people let me praise you with those who are your inherit or your heritage let your ancestor or like your ancestors we have sinned and we have done wrong we have acted wickedly our ancestors in egypt were not impressed by the lord's miraculous deeds they soon forgot his many acts of kindness to them instead they rebelled against him at the red sea even so he saved them and to to defend the honor of his name and to demonstrate his mighty power we we look at this and we think about this uh, you know it starts off telling us that we need to praise the Lord because He is good. And then we go in here and it talks about us actually being or receiving the reward that the ancestors received. that would be the the Israelites, the Jews. Uh, you know, but then it moves on from there and then it says that they complained they they didn't really. Understand or receive your mighty blessings, and these mighty blessings would be the fact that He had just freed them from slavery in Egypt. Now, it wasn't a couple of months, it wasn't, uh, you know, a year or so after this that they stand at the Red Sea. We're talking about this is within two days of them leaving Egypt and seeing all the mighty work of God. They're going to stand there at the edge of the Red Sea with Pharaoh's army coming behind them and they're going to complain to God and they're going to say, what? You brought us out here so that we could die? It was better for us just simply to have stayed there in Egypt. So we see that they have forgotten this and it says that they rebelled against God we, human beings, the race of humanity, we have rebelled against God. We did not trust that whenever God said that He would provide for us and that He would protect us, that He would do that. So we began to take things and we began to do things on our own. And just as the Israelites here God said, because I am God and because I said that I would do these things, God has protected His name and He has rescued us and provided for us even in the moments and times that we did not deserve it. He sent His Son here to to this earth to die on the cross so that we would be able to have a right relationship with Him. He didn't do it for us. He did it because He had promised humanity that He would save them and give them a way to have a right relationship with Him. Because of His honor, He stood fast to that because of His name. None of us deserve the things that we receive today. None of us do. We have fallen short of the glory of God. Yep. This morning's message is going to be all about God's love for us. And whenever we learn about God's love for us in this, I entitled today's service, today's sermon, The Ingredients of a Life of Peace. So this is going to be like a recipe. Okay, So for us to have a life, a life of peace, we're going to find out what we're supposed to do to be able to have this. Now we go to Philippians chapter 4. And this is Paul's final farewell or his farewell to the Philippian church in this particular letter that he sent to them. So this is kind of like the last thing that he wants to tell them so that it stands out in their minds. In verse uh, 1 of chapter 4. It says, therefore, my brothers and sisters. Just like last week, this passage of scripture starts off with the therefore, and we're going to go back and we're going to look at why it's therefore. But right now, let's continue on reading through this. We're going to read through verse 3, and it says, therefore, my brothers and sisters, you whom I, lo- whom I love love." And long for my joy and my crown. Stand firm in the Lord in this way, dear friends. I plead with Herodias and I plead with, we're going to call her Samantha, just simply because I can't pronounce her name and it starts with an S. So we got Samantha to be of the same mind in the Lord. Yes. And I ask you, my true companion, help these women, since they have contended, with, contended at my side in the course of the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers, whose names are in the, are in the book of life. So whenever we see this, we have the word, therefore. So I told you that we were going to go in and look at why it's, therefore, And the reason why it's there, we have to to find that out, we have to go into chapter 3. And whenever we go into chapter 3, just to kind of help you out, I'm going to go with the last, I'm going to start at the last paragraph of chapter 3. And that's going to be with verse 17. So if you're there, if you can turn, if you have to turn back or whatever, it's uh, Philippians chapter 3, beginning with verse 17. And he starts, Dear brothers and sisters, Pattern your lives after mine, and learn from those who follow our example. For I have told you often before, and I say it again with tears in my eyes, that there are many who conduct themselves... I'm sorry, yeah, who conduct... or That there are many who conduct shows, I'm reading that right, am I, aren't I? Conduct, not conduct. Thank you so much. Conduct, whose conduct, now I lost my place. Okay, conduct shows they are really enemies of the cross of Christ. They are headed for Destruction. Their God is their appetite, they brag about shameful things, and they think only about their life here on earth. But we are citizens of heaven, where the Lord Jesus Christ lives, and we are eagerly waiting for Him to return as our Savior. He will take our weak mortal bodies and change them into glorious bodies like our like his own using the same power with which he will bring everything under his control so whenever we look at this i want you to grab a hold of this again because here again we have to understand that he is writing to the church And whenever he says that he is weeping, and I I had all the troubles with all that little part of Scripture and stuff, that is talking about people that are within the church that are creating strife and causing problems. So then he goes in and he says in verse 20, which is why the therefore is there. It says, but we are citizens of heaven. We are the Lord's children, or we are where the Lord, Jesus Christ, lives. So it's there, so that whenever we look at this, that we get this understanding that we are children of Christ. Right? So whenever we look at this, we go in and it says, Since this, or therefore, I love and long for you, my joy and crown, stand firm in this way, dear friends. And then it goes into this issue. He pleads for these two particular ladies. Now, we don't know what the issue was. We do and we can understand that the issue that they have with one another is nothing that really deals with as far as salvation, as far as one being saved or the not being saved Uh, It doesn't have anything that deals with that because Paul, in his other letters in dealing with issues of salvation, he plainly states it. Okay, so he doesn't state what the issue is here, which would lead us or we could grab from that as in the fact that yesterday, whenever we had our fall festival and we were trying to get the food and stuff ready, and we were wrapping the hot dogs in full, that would be like David wrapping it one way, and Joyce wrapping it another way, and then being upset at each other because David wrapped it the wrong way. Right? See, it's going to be something as simple as that. You didn't fold the paper right. You don't fold the bulletins right. We don't like the way that you worded that. It's going to be something that's really insignificant that they're dealing with, or that they're feuding about. But the thing about it is is that no feud within the church is insignificant. Because even though David and Joyce are feuding with each other, it doesn't stay with David and Joyce. Because whenever David and Joyce are together within the body of Christ and they're not comfortable with each other, then everybody else around them is not comfortable. And it can fester and it can get into your stomach and it can just really upset the whole thing. So whether it be insignificant as far as folding the hot dogs right or wrapping the hot dogs right or not, it's significant another that Paul is going to do what? He's going to name the people, and he names the people because they are prominent people within the church. So in other words, these would possibly be board members or they would be elders of the church. There's someone that has influence within the church. And he names them, and then he says to his companion which his companion could be nathaniel because nathaniel could have been here he could have been the one that delivered the letter to the church and he's telling nathaniel i need for you to help these two women to have the right mind and then he actually in some of the other translations it just simply pulls in the remainder of the church and it says church i need your help to help these two ladies to solve this issue, regardless of what it is. He says, we need to take care of it. Now, whenever we look at this and we think about this, the problem with it is, is that whenever we have struggles in our lives, we, we lose focus. Whenever we have struggles, David is mad at Joyce because she refused to fold or to wrap the hot dogs the way that he did. So his eyes become on David because now he is upset because she's not doing them the way that he wants them to be done. So his eye becomes on him and then Joyce... Her eyes become on herself because she's like, oh my goodness, I have tried and tried to teach him how the proper way on how to do this, and he refuses to do it the right way. Right? How many of you had a fight on the towels as far as who, you know how you're supposed to fold the towels when you first got married? I'm going to raise my hand. I did. How many of you almost got a divorce because you weren't folding the towels properly whenever you first got married? Man, see, it's one of those, you know, one of those things that, you know, it can get in there and just eat away and eat away and eat away. But it is really insignificant. Uh, You know, whether you fold your towel in half and then in quarters or whether you fold it in quarters and then, you know. uh, know, Well, I normally, what I do is I fold mine in half and then I fold it in half and then I fold it three times. And Peggy does it wrong every time. She folds it in half and then folds it in half. I'm like, that's not right. But it just simply continues to fester. So Paul said, and he says, Look, we got to take care of this. Now, whenever problems and stuff come and we have anxiety within our life, uh, you know, in those problems, we are taught to work those things out in small doses, right? If you have anxiety, how many of you have anxiety? How many of you get anxious or worried about stuff? Come on, you know everybody should raise their hand. Whenever you have anxiety and you get anxious about things, what do you do? Your doctor would tell you to take three deep breaths. You feel the calmness coming in already? Uh, man, that worked good, didn't it? The next time you have anxiety, what you're supposed to do then is, you know, let's get a little bit bigger. Let's work this a little bit out. Let's work a little bit better. So now we're going to meditate for 15 minutes. Hum. Hum. I'm not going to take 15 minutes, but you see, what we do is is that we take three deep breaths and we try to bring in relaxation and stuff, and we start really small, and we just simply deal with it in a small increment, and then if it doesn't work, then we go a little bit bigger of an increment, and we meditate for 15 minutes, and if that doesn't work, then we meditate for an hour to two hours, and if that doesn't work, we meditate all day long. No, I'm kidding. Uh, if that doesn't work, what we do is, is we then go to a psychiatrist and we sit in a psychiatrist's office and we talk to them uh, you know, and all they do is just simply write down and ask you questions. They just write and ask you questions, write and ask you questions. They never tell you how to fix it. They don't. They just write and ask. You know, they answer questions, they just write it down. Oh, that was a good answer, John. I write it down. Oh, yeah, that was really good, John. I think you're really getting somewhere today. Man, this is really good. And then whenever your hour is over with, they give you this little slip of paper that has a prescription for some medicine. So whenever you go home, you take the, prescrip- you take the medicine, and if you get anxious, you just simply pop that little pill. And then you kind of kick back like you... I was going to say something. I might... But Paul is telling us here that we've got it backwards. Whenever we're dealing with issues, we, we don't go to the small because the small is still concentrating on us. What does Paul do? Now, it's not out of context. We have to go back and we have to look why it's here. And the reason why Paul puts the therefore there. Is so that we know that whenever we're handling issues and we're handling problems and struggles within our lives, the first thing that we need to do is we need to go to God Almighty. Right? Amen. We need to go to God. He says whenever we have issues and we have stress and problems and struggles in our lives, we need to remember who we are and whose we are. He says you're a child of God. And your God, Jesus Christ, lives in heaven. So what you're going to do and what you're dealing with in your life is, is that if you have the problem, you focus on God. Because our whole issue is, is that we serve Him and we worship Him so that whenever we breathe our last here on this earth, that we breathe our first in heaven, right? See? Uh, you know, we, but we have it wrong. We're all worried about me. I'm trying to teach Joyce how to, fold, how to wrap the hot dogs properly. I'm trying to teach my wife how to do the towels right. No, God says what we need to do is look to Him. We are all children of God. All of us. We're here, we're sitting at this, and we're looking. He says, yes. He says, remember, you're a child of God. Man, I feel relaxed already. I'm a child of God. And the God that I worship... The God that created all things, the God that sustains all things, He has promised to me that He would provide for me and He would protect me. Just as He did and just as He said in Psalms 106, He will do it. And if not for your sake, but because of Him and because He has said it. And if He said it, it is so. Not maybe, it is so. So whenever we look at this and we get this life, we get all anxious and stuff and we forget whose we are. Man, this pandemic? Are you looking at this pandemic and saying, Praise the Lord for this pandemic? Whoop woo. Right? Oh, come on, then your jar's not half full. It's half empty. I want you to know this. I, you know, as your pastor, I have done everything that I can to make this a joyful thing, and we have to understand. It yes, it's difficult. Yes, we have things that we're going to struggle with, but you know what? God is doing exactly what God wants to do and what God needs to do. And if I trust in that, this pandemic is a blessing because, if nothing else nothing else, the people that are sitting here in the sanctuary today, they want to be here or they're here because they want to get closer to God. You know, trust me, the end times and the end times, it, the scripture tells us that there's going to be a great pouring out of the Holy Spirit. Doesn't mean that we're going to have more people coming into church. It does mean that His Spirit will be poured out upon the church, which can mean that the people that are here are going to get stronger in Christ. Whew, half full. It's not half empty. Oh, but wait a minute, Pastor. It's not just the pandemic that we're dealing with right now. We have elections coming up on Tuesday. Man, I'm worried about elections. I'm really anxious about this. But wait a minute. If you remember that you're a child of God... You're not worried about the election that's coming up on Tuesday because God is in control of all things and regardless of what's going to happen or who's elected, God's in control and what's going to happen is what He wants to happen. The leader that He wants in is going to be in. We just can't handle it because it's out of my control. We have problems with that. And the problem is, is because it's... I'm not fixing it. It's out of my control. Paul tells us, once again, I'm I'm staying with this. Our issues and our struggles and our walk on this earth. If it's focused on our problems, we've missed the point. If we are not focused on who we on whose we are and who we are, then we've missed it. If we're not focused that we are a child of God and we're living our lives as a child of God should be living their lives, then we've missed the whole thing. See, he tells them and he tells us that they need to have the same mind. The same mind. So let's think about that. The last two weeks we've been talking about this, for us to have unity within people, we have to have a unified agent, and the unified agent is Jesus Christ. And through Jesus Christ, we are a child of God. So if we're focusing on unity and we're focusing on Jesus Christ, then we know that we're a child of God. So we have like-minded, because we have something in common. Just last week, I preached about it as, as well. We have a commonality in Jesus Christ. And because we have that commonality, we should have the same mindset. And our mindset shouldn't be that Joyce is folding the, uh, you know, wrapping the hot dogs wrong. It should be that our work is to get all the people that we can into heaven. It should be that whenever we breathe our last breath here on this earth that we're going to breathe our first breath into heaven and we're going to take as many people as we can with us. That should be our mindset. We shouldn't be worried about these struggles and stuff on this world. Because we're... Scripture pops into my head. If God is for me, then who can be against me? See, if, if God is for me and we know that He's for me because I'm His child, and because I'm his child, he says that I will provide for you and I will protect you. Then who could be against us? Who could hurt us? Yeah, you know, we, we might die. We might die from COVID, from COVID tomorrow. We might get hit by a deer on the way home. Peggy almost hit a deer on the way home. It just popped into my head. I know that little bee deer might not have killed her in that big truck that she drives, but still. It, we don't know. But we do know who we worship and whose who's we are. And we know that he's going to take care of us. So remember last week, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? They said that they would not bow down to King Nebuchadnezzar, even if they died in the fiery furnace. They were not going to turn away from God Almighty. See, that's where we have to be. We have to get this and understand this. It's not the things and stuff that's around us. Nothing can kill our soul except for God. Fear and trembling. so Paul goes on in verse 4 and says in the lord all rejoice in the lord always i say again to rejoice then he says let your gentleness be evident to all the lord is near do not be anxious about anything But in every situation, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. So in dealing with the issue, he says, think about God. Whose you are. You are a child of God. And in the midst of that, what's going to happen is, is that if you realize that you are a child of God, your gentleness will come out. Your humility will be seen. David would be able to look at Joyce and say, huh, that might be a better way to wrap those hot dogs. Joyce might actually be able to say, David, you know, the way that you're doing it is pretty easy. Let me try it that way. We are going to work through the issue because we know whose we are because this issue that they're dealing with here is nothing that is life or death. But it could be the death of the church if not taken care of. Be anxious about nothing. Be anxious about nothing because we know who we are. We know God and we trust God. It says, bring every or by prayer and petitions. I I know a, a lady, and she told me one day, she said, you know, Pastor, she said, I pray before I go into the grocery store. And ask God what groceries He needs for me to buy. How many of y'all do you know, I'm, I'm kind of scanning the, around trying to figure out who does that. But I tell you, if you only had fifty dollars to spend on groceries, you would pray and ask God for the wisdom on which groceries I put the fifty dollars on. I've been there. First, Peg, you know, Peg and I first got married. Man, ramen noodles. Go to the grocery store. Here's a case of ramen noodles, man. This will feed us for a month, right? Man, we can give those kids those ramen noodles. Man, those are cheap, good things. Back at that point in time, they were 50 cents a piece. I don't know how much they are now. I haven't had a ramen noodles in I don't know how long. That's enough about ramen noodles. But it's about prayer. It, It says bring every. Every situation to God. Some of us just simply, you know, we, we don't pray for our groceries. You know, we just simply walk in. I've got a list. Oh, wait a minute. Some of you don't even have a list, do you? Some of you just simply go in and say, oh, that looks good. Yeah, that looks good. I might be able to get this. You know. Yeah, you know, no list whatsoever. Peggy and I, whenever we go together, Uh, Alexa is really good Alexa add this to my grocery list Alexa add this to my grocery list and we get in there and Peggy goes to grab something that's not on my Alexa groceries list I'm like no you can't have that it's not on the list so what does she do she goes to her phone and she adds it to her list and then it pops up on mine so we have to get it anyway so some of us work on a list, some of us don't work on a list. You know, but the thing about it is, is that we have this that you know it says that we are supposed to bring everything to God. So some of us are these people that we don't only we only pray to God whenever I have a struggle. Oh God, I have this bill that I got to pay next week. Can you please help me with that? Oh God, I have a neighbor that's down the street that's sick. Can you can you help them? I, you know, we only pray for the big things, right? Because God's only interested in the big things. Paul says, pray about everything. Let me tell you this. You know, you know, a prayer doesn't have to be where you're going to stop, you're going to close your eyes and bow your head, and you're going to stand there and you're going to say, God, thank you for this day. And That's not, that does, that's not necessarily a prayer. That is a prayer, but we can pray to God as we're walking the aisles. And we can look at those ramen noodles and say, God, do you want me to buy those today? Oh, I'm sorry, I couldn't pass that up. <laughs> But you see, we're supposed to bring everything to Him. But the thing about it is, is that whenever we bring everything to Him, what happens? We bring it to Him in prayer, in praise, in thanksgiving. What happens? His peace comes upon us. And it's the peace that transcends all understanding. It's the peace that we don't understand. It's the peace that whenever we grab those ramen noodles, I knew, I said I was going to go away from them. That whenever we grab that cherry pie, that this is what God wants me to have. It wasn't on the list. Cherry pie is always on the list. But see, whenever we pray, There again, we pray because we know whose we are. And we know that God is in control of all things. We've taken our eyes off of the small thing. And we've placed it on the big thing in God. And now we're praying about the small thing to the big one that can take care of it. And then what does he do? He gives us peace about it. But then it says, not only does he give us peace, but it says that... He will guard our hearts and our minds. Because we need to have like-minded. What was their issue? They didn't have the like mind. They didn't have the same mind. They were going in different directions. How many of you do this divide and conquer in grocery shopping? We'll, we'll We'll stick with grocery shopping, divide and conquer. You got this list, I got this list. You go this way, I go this way. If it's anything like me, I call up Peggy to tell her that I'm done with my groceries and stuff. And I'm waiting for her to find out where she is. She doesn't have her phone. No. I'm sorry. I, I do love my wife. I do. And that is exactly why I have the find a friend So that I can find my wife, but you know, divide and conquer. If we have, if we don't have the same mindset, we'll never meet back up at the right place. If we're not all working for the same thing, as in whose we are, we'll never be able to come back together. And that can be the death mint of the church. Because you can have your children's department that's wandering off this direction. And then you can have your youth department that's wandering off this direction. And if it's not in the direction that God's leading the church, those two departments will never meet up and the church will never grow. Like mindedness. And we get that because we have commonality in whose we are. But see, it goes further from there because for us to help and for us to walk through this and and to truly understand and see this, Paul's now going to give us this word and he says, finally. Okay, so I'll say finally as in, yes, this is my closing of this message. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, Whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever whatever is admirable, if anything excellent or praiseworthy, think about those things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it to practice. And the God of peace will be with you. So see, we, we work from the big to the small. Not the small to the big. We work from whose we are. And if we know who we are, whose we are, then we pray to Him. And in praying to Him, we receive peace and comfort. And He guards our hearts and gives us a like mindset. And then whenever we begin to think on the pure things and on the good things, then we come together and this jar right here is no longer half empty, but it is half full. Because as Christians, Paul tells us, he says rejoice. And again I say rejoice. We rejoice within the Lord because we have like-mindedness, because we are all of the same Savior. There's not a different one. There's one true God, and there's one Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And there's one Spirit, His Holy Spirit, that lives within us and that guides us and directs us. Whose are you today? Has this world gotten your mind off of the big picture? And you're worried about your situation? You're worried about the pandemic? You're worried about the elections? You're worried about your next meal? You're worried about whatever it would be? Take our minds off of the small and put it on the big. Because he... Is the only one that can take care of it for us. He is the only one that we can turn to. Let us stand with every head bowed and every eye closed. Just real quick this morning if your focus has become unfocused. If you have taken your eyes off of the big. Put it on to the small. Whatever that situation would be. This morning I want to give you the opportunity to come to the altar. And to give it to the one that can take care of it. Give it to the one that can handle the big. Regardless of what it is. Every head bowed. Every eye closed. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much, dear Lord, for today. God, I thank you for the words, dear Lord, that has been spoken here. God, I thank you, dear Lord, for the ones that have prayed that prayer, and God, that has refocused where they are. God, I thank you for the ones that, that God, this is just simply like a refresher. You know, God, and that they call out to you, dear Lord, because they know who they are. And they know whose they are. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, I pray, God, that your peace and that your mercy would reign throughout. In Jesus' name, amen.